You're listening to Bike Stories. Welcome to another episode of Fight Stories. I'm John Moses. Oh, this is a big one. This is the episode many people have been waiting for, and it is the second to last episode of season one. We are talking Fight Club, baby. The long-awaited Long Island, sorry, scratch that, Sean Island Fight Club, formerly the Long Island Fight Club, rebranded after tragedy struck one of the promoters. Um, and the second half of the episode is our interview with comedian Dante Nero. Dante, if you're in New York, you know Dante. Uh, funny guy, but also known for just being a tough son of a bitch. I would say he's the toughest comedian in New York. Many would agree with me. And there is a wide fucking space between him and the rest of the comedians. You know, I know you hear toughest comedian and it's like saying, well, that's like being the smartest kid in a special class, right? No, 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 no. Dante's the real deal. He was cast in the movie Fighting with Channing Tatum that was out like 10 years ago, and he was cast in that movie because he used to fight in an underground fight circuit similar to the one depicted in the movie. He used to be a stripper and uh, was his own security force while he was stripping, and he's a brown belt in some sort of like show-enough black belt karate discipline. He's a badass. Uh, so we talked to him. We actually talked to him, me and Tyler, in his Jeep outside of Gotham. He was you know, good enough to, to squeeze us in. And that was a real cool interview. So, um, but before that, Fight Club. How did this come to be? I was doing a show um, in September out in Long Island, and it was in the middle of a boxing ring. And, oh, man, did I bomb that night. But the guys at the school were such cool dudes at the wrestling school, the New York Wrestling Connection, John and Shane. Really cool guys. They thought it was hilarious. And... You know, they introduced me to the promoter and said, you got to talk to this guy. Once I started talking about fight stories, he was like, oh, man, you got to talk to this guy. They do a fight club here. So I went and I was introduced to Jared Cohen. And Jared um, was totally into the idea. He's like, listen, come. It's awesome. We get 500 people in here. I'll give you full access. You can talk to all the fighters in the back and and uh, we'll accommodate you as much as we can. And he did not lie. He did all of those things. And it was great. Um Everybody that I spoke to over there that was associated with the event were really good. And um, without further ado, let's get this thing rolling. Welcome to Fight Club. at the New York Wrestling Connection with John and Shane. They run this place. Uh, I met these guys two months ago. I did a comedy show here and uh, bombed pretty miserably in a ring for the first time. Well, there were two guys here that thought you were pretty funny. <laughs> I thought you were the best thing in the whole place, man. Here, stop doubting yourself. Right, so I came out, and uh, it's a wrestling school, so I came out without a shirt, and I said my wrestling name is White Power. The three people talking right now are the only three white people in the building. <laughs> Fact. <laughs> yeah. But they had a good time. But they, they enjoyed that live. Yeah, it was funny. So, John, what you've seen this event here before. What, what are you expecting tonight? Well, you're going to see a lot of guys that are going to go out and give 100%. I mean, some guys are fairly skilled. Some guys have no skill at all, but they, they give 100%. And right. You're, you're going to see some guys get beat up. Which, some guys you know, get hurt pretty bad. I don't know if they hurt pretty bad. I mean, maybe their feelings hurt pretty bad. Oh, yeah? You know, but, uh, you know, some guys, you know, are not as tough as they think they are, but, you know. <laughs> I wonder hey, if they walk out of here a little more humble. You it, know what it, I mean? It, it does take a big set to go out there and fight, though. All right, let me explain the atmosphere here a little bit. I get there 7 o'clock. Fight starts at 8. Now, people are already there setting up. It's probably been setting up since about 6. So what you've got is the promoters. You've already got – probably half maybe you know three quarters of the fighters in the back room starting to warm up you've got security and then you've got like the vendors the djs anybody who's helping out and there are some people that have already gotten in that aren't necessarily any of those people you know um people are lining up outside security hasn't let you know the whole crowd in yet so people are lining up in the laneway, and at the end of the laneway, there are a couple of cop cars for good measure. Now, I used to host an amateur strip contest in the Bronx 
at Sin City, and uh, sometimes it got a little it got a little dangerous in there. The energy in the building right now reminded me of that. Uh, so, fellas, you're security, right? Yeah. Can you just give us a little rundown of the pep talk Jared gave you guys before? Um, well, actually, we've been doing this since day one with Jared, so there's, there's no pep talk. Uh, he trusts us. Uh, we do I just need the pat-downs. Oh, no, it's just usually what happens is a lot of people come in early before security gets here. We go, we got to pat everybody now. They're waiting for me. Jared, the promoter. He said when I when I first met him and he, we talked about doing the episode, he would give me full access. Uh, you know, he said that you know you want to come backstage before the fight, talk to all the fighters. You can do that. Sometimes we have to have security back there to keep them from fighting before the match, because all of the fighters are in one room. They're like in one holding area and they're warming up and you know staring at each other, trying to get in each other's heads. It didn't get to that level, but still there was a tension in the room. When he brought me back there. You guys have your attention, please. No. So I'm Jared. I'm one of the owners of the Fight Club. I appreciate all you guys coming out and fighting for us. Uh, this right here is John Moses. How's it going, he fellas? He does uh, a podcast. Um, he did Ken Shamrock last week. So I told him he'd come down, kind of get full access. So he's gonna walk around and talk to you guys, and you guys just let loose. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What, why you guys got into fighting? Why you're here tonight? So we just want to show him some love. All right. Great. So anybody that wants to talk, great. Um, you want to talk before the fight, after the fight, that's awesome. I'm going to be watching. And I'll take all your social media and shit as soon as we're done talking so you know when the episode's coming and you can plug it and, and you can get in contact with me and say, hey, fuck that. I'm on probation. <laughs> This is John. Jojo's actually a uh, former fighter himself. We hired him to take care of the fighters, wrap oh, their hands, all that kind of stuff. Oh, right. Jojo, how long have you been doing? I mean, it sounds uh, like you're a lifelong guy. Your dad yeah. was a trainer. You're here. Well, my father fought. Yeah, he got two belts: the USBF and the Long Island title. Oh shit! All right. And I, he won the gloves in '97. I won them in. 2007? No, he won him in 91. I won him in 2007. Oh, okay. I thought you could say he won him in 97. You won him in 99. No, no, he won him in. Yeah, he won him in 91. Moses' dad's a legend. Yeah, lumberjack Lou. Legend, legend. John went to see him. John went to see him in Gold Gloves. Win the Gold Gloves. Really? Yeah. Oh, John. Really? John over here. Yeah, yeah. Joey Bernard, one of our other partner. Yeah. Is best friends with his dad, Small World. And then we went to. He went to see him win the Gold Gloves. His kids. Nasty. This kid's sick. <laughs> if you saw this guy in box, I should have stayed hands, fighting. I should have kept fighting. Legend. Feared. I just feared. Feared. Like you hear his name, Lumberjack Lou. It's like that's a great name. Yeah. 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 Lou, dude, he's the man, and he will not. First time I met Lumberjack Lou, he had a monkey. A yeah, monkey on his shoulder, and then I said, "I love this guy." And then I, and then I heard the legend behind it. He had a monkey, a pet monkey. I'm like, "This guy's a legend." Now it's like, and on top of it, he has a pet monkey. Come on, like, dude. And I met this guy, Golden Gloves kid. You know, yeah. nuts. Yeah. All right, so so lifelong you've been in this thing. So what are you doing tonight? Uh, just prepping fighters, wrapping hands, make sure they're good. Okay, like, but, but like, give them a little head check, or just. Hands. Just wrapping hands, making sure the hands are good, make sure they got a mouthpiece. Okay. You know, the refs talk to them, tell them the rules and all that. Gotcha. You know, make sure they're good. Gotcha. Are you like in the wings, like waiting in case somebody starts acting wild? You gotta go. No, I don't do that no more. No more. Yeah, I got too many assault charges. Uh -huh. <laughs> so like, so you're like, you're a trained dude, obviously, and technical and all this shit. You see all these guys coming in here, just going wild, swinging at each other. Yeah. Like, what, what did you think about it? Um, I tried to fight in it when they first started it, and, and John knew me, and he wouldn't let me. So, and then I was like, well, I, I can't find it that will let me help you. So, I, yeah. I judged a couple of, of, of the last fights, so, you know, okay. to help him out a little bit. What do you mean, like, judge him? Like, when, scored, when nobody scored, gets knocked out? Scored like, the right, fights. No, I scored the fights. Okay. See, so, okay. sat on the side of the ring and scored, see who won each round. So. Sweet. Helping out a little bit. Fun. fun. Yeah, it's fun. It's I made it have fun. Yeah, like, great energy. I know everybody here, and you know, like, yeah. like he said, you know, it's yeah, fun. yeah, 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 yeah. That's great. Yo, you yeah. Thanks, I know man. this guy. This guy trained in my father's gym when I was, really? since I was like 12. So everybody here is sort of involved in like fighting yeah. in some way, in yeah. some shape or form. Yeah, he was in and the just yeah, and then fighting, and then yeah. No. 
people like to talk or people like to, you know, yeah. show off. So, so you guys like, like, you know what, let's give you a chance. Up? Yeah, let's give you a chance to, you know. I love it, I love it. And, you know, some of them, he does tournaments for money and all that. You know, some people win money, you know, prizes. So, you know, it's fun. Oh, this is great. A lot of people like to see people get knocked out too. So a lot yeah, of there's show a, is there a lot of knockouts here. Yeah, my boy got knocked out cold. I brought him here. What was that? He got a Roy. He got knocked out. It was here too. The first time I made it here. Yeah. He, he was huge. It's, uh, he was like 290 yeah. like this. Yeah, he got caught and he was like. <laughs> I had to throw water on him to get him up. Well, the good fights here. Most of them is somebody gets lucky and hits you, or, or they both just tired. Right. He'll see. Where do they go? Like, like a, a 30 seconds? Yeah. And, and, and the real truth of the matter is, is yeah. that my ref makes sure that they don't stand still, hold, oh, hugging. Nice. We tell them in the fighter prep meeting, you can't hold. If he sees you holding, he's going to break you up right away. So it keeps the. They only got two minutes. Right. Two minutes to do what they got to do. Everybody I talked to that was involved with the Sean Island Fight Club seemed like pretty good dudes, you know? They weren't out there to see somebody get hurt. They do their best to match people up according to experience and weight class. Now, uh, there can be some wild differences in weight class when you're not talking about trained athletes. 175 pounds can look very different on two people, right? But, uh, but the guys who are running it, they don't want to see anybody get hurt. That said, they do want to see people get knocked out. Um, they just happen to know that getting knocked out isn't the worst thing in the world because, you know, they're boxers themselves and have probably been knocked out. Tell me something. How did you get involved in this tonight? Uh, I followed it two years ago. Uh, I've always been a boxing fan, fiend, whatever you call it. Boxing fan or somebody that boxed? I boxed. Okay. Um, did it throughout high school year. Stopped after a coach passed away, unfortunately. Okay. Um, back out of retirement, so see how I'm going to do. Nice. So yeah. you haven't done any boxing, I haven't really? boxed in like three years. In three years? Yeah. You were in high school three years ago? Um, no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, you have not aged well. Uh, no. <laughs> thank, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so tonight, is this the first fight club type of fight? Uh, this is going to be my first time back in completely. Okay. In general. How you feel? Uh, I'm not nervous. I'm, no? My motivation is actually, um, this tonight is actually, it's not for me. It's not about the money or anything. Um, I'm fighting for my mom and grandma right now. So it's, a, it's more than just that. It's just, that's my motivation. What do you mean? Explain that a little. Um, for the past two years, my mom been battling cancer. Oh, shit. So she's been a, a superhero in my life. Yeah. So that I look at as like a, a role model hero. If she could survive yeah. and continue to fight through it, why not? And also, um, you gotta be, if your mom's been fighting cancer for two years, you gotta have some fucking aggression you wanna get out. I'm gonna let my inner demon come out. Right on, man. Yeah. What's your name, dude? Angel. Alright, what's your name? Alonzo Green. Alonzo. Yeah. Is this your first fight? Like, this, in this yes, type of situation? Yes, 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 yes. This How is my feeling? first fight. I'm feeling fantastic, bruh. Feeling fantastic. Yeah. See the thing Everybody's is about the thing is about this event and everything. So um, cause I'm a battle rapper. You okay. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you know I've, I've been on Sway in the morning, Funk Flex, X Y Z, so on and so forth. Oh, so shit. like yeah. So this is like I told uh, I told Sean that this was something that I would I would just try and shit. And he told me he was like, Yo, bro, you fight with the bars. You don't really fight with the this and the third or whatever. But um, uh, between you and I, sir, I'm gonna be doing Southpaw Philly Shell tonight. So Alonzo and Angel end up squaring off against each other. Angel is fighting under the name Grizz for whatever reason. And uh, out of the two of them, I gotta say, I kinda wanted Angel to win this fight. Um, he just seemed a little more humble. You know, all of these guys think they can fight and you know feel confident in their level of fight experience despite not being in the ring necessarily. But I gotta tell you, it shows. And it kinda makes me question. How good would I do in there with me and all my bullshit about the street fights I've been into when I was half-cocked? So these guys end up going, and it's a pretty big mismatch. Angel is, like, probably 5'4", and, like, just this, like, short, stocky dude. And, you know, Alonzo's probably closer to, like, 5'10", 5'11". 
and he is not like he's like he's like a lean slim dude right so these guys get in the ring and after about 30 seconds Alonzo is completely out of gas I mean at one point he's got both of his hands on his knees and Grizz is kind of giving it to him now if you asked me who won this fight I would have to give it to Grizz I was completely shocked when when the judges scored it for Alonzo but I mean what do I know you know, I don't. I'm. I'm not a boxer. I don't judge this shit. How are you getting warmed up in the uh, in the room? You look like you knew what you were doing. Yeah, I even uh, I even have like this breathing technique. It's like a deep breathing technique that yeah. I feel like I could oxidize my body a little bit so that you're a little bit more better. This is like the before the fight, of course. Yeah, right. this is before a fight. It was just in there. You could do it anytime. Sometimes it can leave you lightheaded, but once you come from it, right. you feel very good. I feel very oxidized. And I'm going to do that before I tell jokes. That's, that's for real. It <laughs> relaxes you. It supposedly resets your chemistry. Okay. I do it for the oxygen things, but it's supposedly you can control your emotion afterwards. Uh-huh. And if you're mad, you know, you can basically restart your whole body. What's the name of the technique? I'm Alkaline Google. breathing. Alkaline breathing. Yes, sir. Winhoff method. Oh. Of all the things that I expected to hear tonight, this was not one of them. I feel yeah. like this is close to meditation. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's it's a little bit close to meditation. I still got the same animalistic though, go out and rip this guy's head off. He's got a belt that I want type of thing, but um, for I guess the reality and how I'm standing around and stuff, you're right, it's a form of meditation. I'm definitely right. staying calm, Yeah, yeah, yeah. channeled in my head, hoping, huh. hoping making it Focus. seem like ain't nobody, nobody's touching me or nobody's on my level. How many uh, how many fights have you been in? Three. Three. Three of these types of fights. One for Long Island Fight Club. It's, uh -huh. it's a it's a neighborhood fighting group uh, oh. called Rumble in the Bronx. Oh, really? I heard about Rumble in the Bronx. Yeah, we versed uh, Long Island Fight Club. Versed them before. Okay. I actually fought for Long Island at the time. Okay. And it was my first fight. I came out there like an animal. And I learned the hard way. you you got to channel your energy. You come out there with too much of an emotion you get tapped once and your mind spins that's what happens to you you need to be calm you need to be in the fight and at the same time not so in the stress of the fight like, right um, right which is where the breathing comes in with the breathing that's why i guess the breathing and physically wise so and what, um what is it um it was one fight with Long Island I lost for, two uh -huh. fights for Rumble in the Bronx. And uh, two losses, one win. So is there a lot of guys from the Rumble in the Bronx? There is. Club Secretly a little bit. There's okay. there's actually another fighter. There's okay. an, uh, one other fighter that I know. I definitely got in contact with him. I was like, you're fighting for this stuff? Me and him feel pretty like friends here or whatever. Okay. And um, It's like when you're on the to road. Be, you become, to be honest, the CEOs, yeah. And the CEOs, they're cool. So it's not like we're doing anything wrong or anything. But we right. do feel like we in an extra yeah. extra group within the group. Yeah, within right. the group. So four fights you've been in, in this. But how many fights? Like a lot of street fights when you were? Yeah, I'm not, I don't know if this is this way for every fighter. But right. ever since I was in fifth grade, I could say. Even in fifth grade, I knew... You want to take this to the back? Like, you want to not do this in front of teachers or in front of parents and do this? I even, I think in eighth grade, I start, I try to start an underground, like, fight group, a backyard fight group. And I try to have people put their corals out in the, on, the, on the grass, because it was in my backyard in the grass. Yeah. And, and go up against each other and beat it out. No one snitching. Um, gloves, it was MMA gloves, it was all, almost everything allowed. I yeah. didn't know the safety things. Now that I look at it, yeah. like, I could have got really in trouble for this stuff. But you're a kid, though. Yeah, you throw an elbow or something. You're right, you're right. But if, <laughs> thank God no one was ever stitched up. Yeah. If anybody ever got stitched, it probably would have ended it. I probably would have been in trouble for it. But instead, sure. it turned out positive. Everybody fought, people fought. I would bring people with beefs and say, you, you know you don't like him. They would either stay silent. I would bet. I would bet that guys fought each other and came out of their friends and are still friends to friends. this day. Still friends to this day. In uh -huh. my, I, I, I tell my brother, some, some of your greatest friends could at one point have been an enemy. I feel like enemies make the best friends afterwards. Because yep. you guys know how that feels. You guys know how it feels to be uh, at the worst thinking of each other. So once that's over, you're actually closer than 
someone like you and your brother because you and your brother never got nasty like that. You didn't want to ever kill him or uh, like like well, beat him up or anything. Well, not my brother. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know, I know, yeah, but. Yeah, yeah. With a beep with someone on the street is always different from someone within the someone you know because it, it really does get those different anger thoughts up that you would never have against like your brother or someone like that. You would know, okay, I just have him for now, but he's my brother. Right. In the street, you have a right, 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 no right. hold bar. That I comes want him to die. You're thinking about that shit for days, for and days, days and days. So when he comes, when you finally somehow find out you haven't been so opposite, yeah. this is what it seems. It seems like you guys have more in common. It's almost like a relief. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Cool. What's your name? Isaac. Isaac. Go by Ice. Ice. Good luck tonight, man. Yes, sir. I don't really believe in luck, but I know what you're saying. Go yeah, for it, you brother. Know what Pray I mean. for me. Pray for me. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, brother. Isaac. Isaac. <laughs> yes, sir. Good. What? Very good. I have like, I'm I'm actually two and two now. So if I didn't win this one, out, you know, it was really gonna start to come my mind. Like, is this fighting thing for me? Yeah, you know, it, you feel like there are some naturals, but in this sport, I can even even after this fight, I feel like more. There are no such thing as naturals. You try and you make yourself what you are, and it's just people who've done that. Uh, faster than you did in a faster age. They did that younger than you did, and that's all. 24. 24, were you still young? Um, did, he, did he hit you with anything you weren't expecting? Hooks. Was there a moment in the fight? No, there was. He, he hooks wide. And there's, to me, there's like two different fighters. There's straight punchers and people who punch wide hooks. When they catch you, the room definitely spins for a second. You know, when a hook catches you, it's. You're looking straight. It came from the side. You have like a bit of a car accident for a second and have to straighten yourself out. And you, even though he's not hitting you, you find yourself straightening yourself out for a long time, a few seconds, because you're disoriented, to be honest. You, you are. All right, so I'm talking to D, and I just overheard. So this is your first fight tonight, first time in the ring. Ever, period. Ever, period. Yeah. Do you have any, um, do you have any like, street, fighting? street fights? No street fights. Street fights. Street to, fights. To, I was talked into this by a couple of friends. They were like, yo, D, you know how to fight? Fuck it. Go try the amateurs. I said, let me do it. Throw it off the bucket list. Fuck it. If I get my ass kicked, I get my ass kicked. I came to do it. So is there any um, is there any headgear or anything like that that you're wearing tonight? Uh, mouthpiece. That's about it. Just a mouthpiece? Mouthpiece. Straight. How many street fights have you been in? Oof. Can't count. <laughs> All right, not, so it's not I'm like not you're walking into the sick blind. Nah, blind. nah, I'm pretty sure I'm. I can defend myself for a little bit at least, or right. you know. So, have you been training leading up to this? I was actually told about. I've, I've always been into exercise, and I do a little exercise here and there. Besides, you know, I try to do like 300 to 400 push-ups a day, along with other stuff. 300 to 400 push-ups a day. I try. I don't do it every day, but when uh -huh. I do do it, I do about 300 to 400. Um, like maybe every other day. I'm always exercising. I'm, I'm pretty. I'm in pretty good shape. So, what are you fighting? I supposedly tonight. But, but we didn't know where. Like in the. Uh, all I know is that we fighting with weight classes. Right, right, right. I How found much out. One seventy six. Okay. You know, I found out about this this week. My friends just threw it in the air. I was you like, found, Fuck you it. found out about this this week. Like about four days ago. So it's Correct? not like you had like three months. No. No. Nothing. Just straight. I was told it was Monday, straight. Somebody told you something. So what are you doing this weekend? Nah, let's, like, say, ah. let's say Tuesday, Wednesday. One of those two days. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Yeah. It's a bunch of amateurs, but apparently a few of these guys been in the ring, but I'm not scared. Fuck it. I just want to get... Without even knowing. And I know that they're not supposed to have any amateur pro experience, but I just can't... Pro, I don't think there probably isn't, but I can't nah. imagine no. some of these motherfuckers haven't been training. I'm, I guess they look like a bunch of people that have been training. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. You guys look like a bunch of fighters. Yeah. Oh, great. Mm -hmm. Do you mind talking after the fight? I mean, not know. a problem. If you catch me, if I catch you, whatever happens. Yeah, 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 if I'm course, not knocked out or yeah, if I'm the winner, yeah, yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. happens. Right, sweet. Thanks, D. Appreciate it, man. All right, no problem, man. Right after I'm done talking with D, I start noticing this white guy. And he's dressed like the cover of Assassin's Creed. He's got like this hoodie covering his forehead. You can just see his eyes poking out. He looks fucking intense. He's ripped. And he doesn't want nothing to do with nobody. He just looks laser focused. It turns out that's the guy that D is fighting. And they get in the ring. And by the way, let me just say, both of these guys are probably in the best shape out of anybody in the tournament. 
Like these guys get in the ring, you're like, okay, here it goes. Here, this is going to be, you know, the battle of the titans. But it is clear that the white guy has some boxing training and that D doesn't. That said, you take a look at D. You don't necessarily want to tangle with this guy in the street. I still don't. And I watched him fight. He just doesn't have boxing skills. But to get in the ring, you know, not having those skills, fucking, you got to take your hat off to him. I mean, you heard the guy. You heard he didn't have any preparation. He was like, I don't have any plans this weekend. So he gets in the ring, and this white guy really just starts working him. Huh? I'm going against the white guy, guys. I want D to win this. That's my best friend. Hey, that's a friend of mine, too. Oh, he's a friend of yours, too? Yeah. Oh. Now, even though it looked like when these guys both stepped into the ring, this is going to be the fight of the night, just based on how big and strong these guys look, it wasn't. It was good. It was a good fight. And I guess it was entertaining watching D get beat up. Um, but the fight of the night belonged to the kid. You're fighting tonight. Yeah. Um, is this your first fight in this yeah, situation? Yeah. Who's, who, who are you with? Well, this is my uh, cousin. Are your cousin? Yeah, yeah. Because you guys look fucking squirrely, man. Yeah. <laughs> you guys look like you fucking know how to throw. Uh, what's your name? Thomas Benanti. Travis what? Thomas Benanti. Thomas Thomas, how many fights have you been in outside of this though? Uh, not that much. I'm really? just a casual type of person, you know. Really? So, how much have you been training for this fight? Uh, I've been training about three weeks before this fight. So. Three weeks. You look like you're in the back room. Though. You look like you're throwing around. Like you guys think you feel pretty comfortable. Right. You can just learn that in three weeks. No, 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 no. It's just I've also boxed before this, and also okay. I have a lot of experience. I've been going since I was seven years old. Oh, since you were so, seven. Yeah. All right. Okay. So. So this is a little bit of a coming out. Three weeks. He's been training for this. He's been fighting for his whole life. Yeah. Gotcha. I'm excited, man. I'm excited. It's good to see some white guys in here. I fight professionally in MMA. Oh, you do? Yeah. I mean, I've been out of it for a few years. A little fat and out of shape, so I'm like having that. I saw you throwing, warming up. You look like you knew your way around. Yeah. You know, I'm not. I'm not concerned about anything. You know. I'm out here to have fun. I'm not out here to win, to lose, you know. I could care less. Yeah. It doesn't hit my record, you know. I'm just out here to get stuff off my chest, kind of move around. and. Fight tonight? Yep. Oh, you're fighting too? Yep. Oh, fuck. So, your, your family's fighting tonight? He's the reason I'm fighting. It's his first time ever actually being in front of a crowd competing, so I was like, you know, I have experience in these situations, and I'd like to be there and kind of show him that. I'm not afraid to do it. You better not be afraid to do it, you know? I'm fighting on a bunch of injuries right now, you know? So I'm, I'm probably go out there and get knocked out for all I know. But yeah. as long as I show him I'm out there to do it, I I have confidence in him, you know? Oh, that's awesome. Yep. He's up. So. I hope you guys put a limit on your drinking at Thanksgiving. It sounds like you get a little crazy. Yeah, <laughs> we, we definitely get into it, you know? We yeah. have our scuffles, but... He's a boxer. I'm a wrestler, so yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I always have the upper hand. <laughs> so, so, but you're boxing tonight? Yeah, second time ever boxing. First time was with these guys. Oh you wow! Know? So I'm not experienced boxing whatsoever. You'll see it in the ring, you know. Yeah. You'll see a little bit of wrestling come out, and I. You just like the fighting. I just like the fight. Win or lose, you know, I'm out here to just enjoy my life. Yeah. You know, I love doing it. Something that I don't get in trouble doing it on the street. That's it, dude. I'd rather come out here, get knocked out, and have fun in front of a crowd. And know that it's going to be left here, and you're not going to get fucking stomped out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to have five people jump in on top of me. And, you know, I'm, I'm out here to just have fun. That's awesome. what it's about, you know. Keep, keep my anger kind of uh, to a limit. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fucking cheap therapy. Yeah, exactly. Awesome. So. All right. Good luck, man. I appreciate it, brother. All right, I'm here with TJ. He just won his fight. TJ, how you feeling? I feel good right now. Yeah, yeah. I just won, yeah. <laughs> feel very good right now. Very yeah, good. You, you, I feel like the crowd was rooting for you, man, because oh, you got yeah. a baby face, you know? Yeah, I got a baby face. I'm, I'm, I'm young, man. I'm only 18, you know? You're fucking 18 years yeah, old? I'm 18 years old, bro. Holy fuck. Look at the nuts on the kid. <laughs> so this fucking makes total sense to me because the first 30 seconds of the fight, I was a little worried about you. I, was yeah, like, I know, fuck. I was getting my and shit I didn't know rocked. You were young. I didn't know you were fucking such a kid. I was like, fuck, he's fighting a man right now. Yeah, I was, yeah, he's dead. But then, I swear, and I said this without knowing your age, I was in the back and I was in the, something happened between the first and second round. 
where suddenly you look like a totally different fucking guy. I yeah. was like, I just watched this kid go through puberty. <laughs> yeah. He, he went from a boy to a man. Check. He went from a fucking boy to a man. You just said, you're, gonna, you're, you're a boy in here? So what happened? At what point did you did you feel the thing turn? Because well, big turn. Well, there, yeah, there was a big turn, but uh, when I was like in my corner and whatnot, like when I was resting, I was like, all right, maybe I could do some changes or whatnot, you know? Uh-huh. Maybe all the time in the gym, like I wasn't gonna just turn around and just say I'm yeah, gonna quit. Yeah, because all of a sudden you were like bobbing and weaving. And yeah. Looking at, it's like it's like your training kicks in. Yeah, yeah. Do to him every day. Yeah, I was. Like, Torture him every day. Yeah, I'm, I go six days a week every day to the gym. I don't slats or nothing, you know? Really? Yeah, I don't do nothing. Yeah, hey, still in high school, you know? <laughs> and you saved your brother-in-law from fighting, too. I was like, well, why yeah, has he yeah. got to fight now? You won. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's like, ah, I think yeah, I can yeah. call this one My off. My shoulder's oh. good now. You yeah. know, let's go. <laughs> well, that's awesome, man. Um, I got I got video of it. You want me to send it to you? Yeah, I appreciate it. Can, I, can I post the last, like, 10 do seconds whatever you of want. it? Do whatever awesome. you want. I'll send it to you guys right now. You really have it? Oh, yeah. that's you awesome. got the video, bro? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, bro. It's not bro. the best video, but hey, hey. I, it's, I really it's something. Awesome. Okay, good. I don't got none of it. Bro. Good. Well, I had to stand I, there. I'm like, I recorded what did you say? What did you say to him between between rounds? Dude, I'm like, fuck this guy up, bro. You got this. <laughs> you because listen, when when the guy hit him, I seen him eat it, yeah. and then he gave it to him, gave it to him, gave it to him, and then I just seen him confidence. He was like, fuck this, bobbing and weaving. Yeah, and then I knew he had it. I knew he had it. I knew his fear was gone. Yeah. He was so like, That was it. Like, I was even so scared. Tyson, like, said, I, Tyson yeah. was like, I'm so scared before every... Tyson, scared shit before the fight. I walk in the... When, when Tyson walks in the ring, he's a gosh. Right. But he's scared until he gets into the ring. Until he gets into the ring. And he's in the ring. He's good. That was great. That was, this great. Is, that was great. What a great fucking story, man. He did yeah. what we saw to do. It was, a, it was a coming of age story. Yeah, he definitely he definitely listened to our instructions, you know. Yeah. We told him that because he's never competed before. He's never had a fight. Yeah. I told him, you know, you're going to get hit. You're going to get scared shitless. Yeah. I said... When you get hit, it's either do or die. You're gonna hit, you're gonna run, well, that's or a you're good gonna hit and you're gonna press forward. For you press Monday, forward, you're bro. gonna scare the shit out of your opponent. Yeah. That's what he did. So he ate it, he took he, what he got what he had to give, yep. and then he gave it back. You know, that initial exchange we were all worried, but you know, he started he started listening and moving around a little bit more and gained that confidence and that that confidence is what gave him that win. That guy's no little guy. No, 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 no. I, when I, I'm telling you, when he jumped in the ring, I was like, oh boy. Oh boy. But he trains, bro. I train. So we knew the train is going to kick in easily. It's got to kick in. It's got to kick in. Right. But sometimes a good shot in your face can take your training away. Right. But sometimes an exchange. Oh, he ate it. Oh, no, no. Boom. He's like, yeah. But we do that to him on the regular. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. He got that composure back, yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. what he needed, yeah. you know? But we do that shit to him. He's got to catch it. <clears throat> so where are you guys, where are you guys heading now? Well, back home. We're going to go home. I'm going home. Taco I'm going to stuff my face. <laughs> <out. laughs> I'm going to eat like a pig. The fucking meal of champions. Definitely time to fucking grow, bro. It's been three weeks since you fucking, bro. <laughs> fucking load, bro. Oh, three weeks, bro. So you went serious for this one. You didn't fuck anybody for three weeks. I was serious. I was going to fuck your head up. Yeah. That's going to fuck your head up. Don't you mess with no bitches, you know? It's only going to be about 10 seconds. going to be a lot quicker than the fight, bro. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Fucking really great fight tonight, guys. Really great right. talking to you, man. Great talking. Thanks, man. Take care, guys. Yeah. Oh shit. Here, come to. Yeah, come, 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 come. That is the Long Island Fight Club half of this episode. Much anticipated. All the fighters who who I spoke to have been hitting me up. Yo, when's it coming out? It's been a beast to edit, fellas. I apologize, but I thank you for talking to me, and I had an absolute blast that night. Want to thank Jared Cohen and the Long Island slash Sean Island Fight Club family for giving me full access out there and treat me right. And I also want to thank the dudes, my boys, John and Shane at the New York Wrestling Connection. Those guys uh, are a real blast, and they're always welcoming me and inviting me to events. It's just that you're so goddamn far, fellas. But they do have, if you're out that way, or even if you're in New York, uh, they got a couple of events coming up. February 21st, Outlaw Wrestling. And February 22nd, they've got a matter of pride. And that is the first LGBTQ, did I say all of them? The first LGBTQ wrestling league. And this one has piqued my interest. I guess you could say I'm a little bi-curious. 435 Brook Avenue, Deer Park, New York. Or you can just go to the nycwrestling.com for information. 
That is uh, the following week, February 21st, 22nd. And again, the Sean Island Fight Club, look for that stuff. I I'm sure they're going to have another event soon, likely in the summertime. We'll blast it out as soon as we know more. That's that. Second half of this episode. Great conversation with Dante Nero. Um, I'm not going to reintroduce him. And we also discussed some of his credits as, as we were talking, but it's a great interview. He trained sort of uh, this with a multidisciplinary philosophy many years before MMA was a thing. Who knows? If the UFC was around back in those days, Dante might not be a comedian at all. Uh, very interesting conversation. Gives you a little fight history. And, of course, Dante, uh, in addition to be a funny comic, was in the movie Fighting and was a, uh, a headliner in the New York City stripping <laughs> what, league? I don't know. Circuit? Anyway, uh, really interesting interview with Dante. So uh, here it is. Oh, yeah. Oh, can you dig it? <laughs> all right. Yeah, oh man, the uh, all right. Fight stories, John Moses. I'm here with my uh, with my with my co-host Tyler Morrison. We're right outside Gotham Comedy Club talking to Dante Nero. Dante, thanks for doing the show, bro. Thanks for having me, bro. Appreciate it. Now, I like uh, the, studio. the studio. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah, we're in we're in Dante's Jeep, which is dope. He looks like he's ready for a zombie apocalypse with this with this Jeep. He's got gas cans on the side of it, probably a Glock under the seat. Yeah, well, License. Well, you get you know you got to turn the heat to one thing and then pull the gas. I mean, I'm not gonna tell you. Uh, and we're sitting in a bus stop. Um, so let me give you guys a little background on Dante, because for the people who don't know, for because everybody in the New York comedy scene knows who he is, and you know, great comic, been doing it a long time. Very popular podcast. Was in the movie Fighting. Uh, you know, that was a big scene where he fought um, Channing Tatum. Yeah. And, um, but the reason why uh, I asked him to do it, and I was very excited when he said yes, is because I I would say he is not universally regarded, but probably anybody who sort of knows about fighting would probably put Dante at the top of the pile as far as, like, the toughest comic in New York City. Okay. Um, I, I guess. Um. <laughs> and you're supposed to react like that. You're not that's supposed to be like, that's right, motherfucker, get the, come get the crowd. <laughs> now in my next um, spot, I'm scrapping with somebody before exactly, I go yeah, Exactly, good. exactly. That's the Warriors. Yeah, yeah I'm good. Before you were a comic, yeah, you were a, a stripper. Yeah, I was a male stripper for like ten years. For a male stripper for ten years. Yeah, yeah. and um, while you were stripping, you were doing what? Because you got a black belt in something, don't you? I don't have a black belt. I okay. um, I got a I got a brown in uh, in Japanese jujitsu. Mm. Um, I did uh, I did jeet kundu. I did two phases. Jeet jeet is a uh, Bruce Lee's thing. I did jeet oh, wow. for like two phases but I basically I jumped around to different martial arts I did judo for two years I did oh, wow. uh, fujapai which is uh, eagle claw um, I boxed a little bit I just kind of like bounced around and tried different I would go to different martial arts schools and then you usually you get beat up for the first six months because you don't know their style right and then you start or to get rules. a yeah and you start to get the feel of it and then you just kind of integrate so I did um I did that for a while, but I used to fight for money. Oh, uh, like I bounced and I yeah. stripped and I because you're you're a very large man. Yeah, I'm about, I'm about three twenty. Three twenty. Yeah, yeah. Wow, six one, three twenty. Wow. Yeah, I did a little. I did some powerlifting too for years. But when you were now, when you were, but you when you were younger and you were yeah. like cut up, were you like walking around at two sixty five or something? I want yeah, around two sixty, two sixty, two sixty five around that. Um, God, there's you just said so much in the first minute and a half that I feel like I gotta. <laughs> you gotta unpack it a little bit because yeah. it's like you're running around, you're doing this multidisciplinary shit. Yeah, this is long before any MMA and, yeah. type of shit. Yeah, this that, is just yeah. coming from a natural curiosity. Well, there's a lot of guys. I mean, I mean, really, when you talk about MMA, Bruce Lee was kind of really, I would say, is the grandfather of MMA. Oh, the interdisciplinary. Yeah, because he was he was mixing uh, he was mixing uh, uh, Wing Chun, uh, Filipino martial arts, uh, oh, Western yeah. boxing, fucking Gene shit. LaBelle, um, 
which is mixed grappling arts uh-huh. and uh, Brazilian and Brazilian, <laughs> yeah, right, and Brazilian Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Bruce did, Lee was fucking yeah, yeah, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, so, wow. um, but uh, and and uh, Guru Dan Ensanto, which his Filipino instructor, which is the guy, the Filipino dude in the Game of Death when you see him go. Oh yeah, yeah. But even prior to that. There was a lot of black martial artists who were fruit of Islam dudes who were doing that already because a lot of these dudes were, were you know, ex-cons and stuff, and they were integrating, oh. you know, boxing and. So and, when they were in the joint, they'd be like, "This sure, is what I'm doing." Sure, you have multiple doing. disciplines and oh, stuff like that. Wow, that's fucking fascinating. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's also something that came out of prison called the, uh, the uh, what is it called, the Fifty uh, Block Fifty Shades of Grey. No, which was that the fifty blocking uh, blocking system, fifty fifty blocking system, I think it's called. Okay, it was a like a street uh, kind of martial arts, but it was a mix of a lot of different things too. It was was in the joint dudes who, you know, did that, but there was a lot of Muslim dudes, fruit of Islam dudes who were, you know, state penitentiary and they were taking martial arts, but they did Japanese jujitsu. Um, boxing and different disciplines and they were mixing disciplines years That ago. makes that fucking whole place so much more terrifying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fucking, with nothing to do, just studying fucking yeah. martial arts. And it well, it's funny because there's a, there's a rule now that cops can't run up in a mosque because years ago the Fruit of Islam beat up the cops and threw them down the stairs in the 70s. Oh, and that wow. was a rule that was, that was a law that you don't run up in a mosque. You know, oh, that was shit. I don't know if that would work now, but you right. know, with all the shit that but back in the days that was a thing. Right. Um and I trained with uh with with a really prominent dude, uh uh Moses Powell and he uh he actually was went out to and was training with uh Gaddafi's guard. Really? Well, yeah, he was a maniac. Shit. Yeah, he was a serious dude. But I mean I ran I just ran up on them uh you know, I just found him. I just, Through, like, your fight curiosity? Yeah, I mean, he, was a, he was a Brooklyn or... dude, and, okay. and my dad was a... My dad was a... Uh, my dad was a youth worker. Like, he did basketball tournaments and stuff. Like he has a, a street named after him and a park oh, named after him. Oh, that's awesome. That's cool. So he's, he's been doing, he was doing that since, like, 1935. And, oh, wow. Uh, and, um, and so my dad knew him and I kind of knew him and, and he kind of became my other dad you know uh-huh, uh-huh. and I trained with those guys but I was I didn't have a day job so I trained with all the all the the, the masters the fifth degree black belts uh during the day because they were trained during the day because right. everybody had jobs and I was you know kind of shaking my dick at night so I was home <laughs> so, I was, so I got a real sense of what martial yeah. arts is like the way it becomes when it becomes that kind of art form so a lot of people, you know, like when people get a black belt, black belt just means that you've mastered the system, that you know the whole system. Okay. And then uh, fifth degree black belt is when you've mastered the system. Sixth degree black belt is when you start to give back to the system. Okay. It's when you're, when you start to create things beyond what the system is. Can you tell me the story about when you fought and when you were stripping? Yeah, well, I, got a, I got a lot of stories with that. I, I probably got more knockouts in a G-string than anybody you know. Um, because, you know, we're talking about the 90s, and uh, and ni- 90s New York was real rough. Yeah, um, yeah. And it was extremely homophobic, you know. And their, their perception was the fact that you would dance with women that you were gay. So, which is, <laughs> which is ridiculous, but you know, however they got there. Right. Um, so you, I, I got a bunch of stories. I mean, I, I have a two best ones. It's fine. Uh, I, I got a lot of best <laughs> two, ones. Anyway. Okay. So I had a, uh, I'm, I'm trying to think which, okay. So I, I, I had a situation where a guy, um, so the strippers all, we all knew each other. Right. And we knew each other because we worked. It was just, it's just like comedy. Like right now. It's a small community. Yeah. And, and shows, shows were being done every small weekend. Greener. Right. Yeah, right. So like I would, I would do five shows on a Friday, five shows on a Saturday. Easy. Like that. Just in the Bronx and in the New York City area? In New York City area, Long Island, Brooklyn, Queens, Staten Island, Bronx, just running around. So like I would start at like five, six o'clock and just private parties and clubs and by 9, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock I'd be in a club and then I'd go to another club and you know like that and I would do you know anywhere from five 
five to five or six on a Friday, five or six on a Saturday, three. Like we're Who running is around the just looker on that gig. Yeah. What's the yeah. cabbie thinking when you get in the G street? Well, I was had a car. I was. Right, right, right. I had a car, so I was running around in, in the car. But I mean, um, so you we we you know the community we knew each other, but there was always guys. I would always go. Guys, why don't you come with me to the strip show? Like if right. I knew, hey John, why don't you come hang out? And you'd be like, I don't like going to see those strippers. And I'd be like, look, there's. Two thousand women there, right? And us, right? And uh, there's more ricochet pussy than you could possibly (laughs) go. And so I had guys that would come and hang out with me. Yeah. They would get five or six numbers and they disappear for like a month. Yeah, first they come in and they re up or whatever. (laughs) Um, So um, yeah, one night I'm at we were at this club in Brooklyn. Brooklyn, the club's called the Africa House. The guys in the he's in the um. And uh, well, here's so the um, I used to manage an escort service for a while. Uh, so I was bouncing at a club, and the girls were a little crazy, and so they asked me to manage. And I knew all the female strippers, and so I'm managing this escort service. It was right around the time when Giuliani was cleaning up New York, and he was sending Vice out. Oh shit! And, it, and there was this whole all this shit about us. Uh, you had to be. If a woman was nude, you had to be so many feet away from it. And they were shutting clubs down and stuff. Giuliani was doing those. So he's always been a dirtbag. Um, and, uh, <laughs> but he's been a good guy. He's and, been a dirtbag. And uh, uh, so we used to do these these locked door parties. Right. And um, at, like where they would lock the door and they would do live sex acts and stuff on stage, stuff like that. And uh, I was dating this chick, this female stripper at the time, and she... She was, she used to do this live sex acts with, with this other chick. They used to go up and eat each other's pussy, whatever, whatever. And I knew her dude, right? And the dude, he kind of ran on me. He's a man, I'm a little tight. Do you mind if I borrow a few dollars, right? And yeah. I was like, yeah, all right, cool. So I lent him the money, and uh, it was like eight bucks or something like that. Yeah. But he's in the neighborhood, and every time I see him, he kind of, he's kind of like, uh, He's, oh, man, I'm going to get that to you. I'm going to get that to you. And, and it was eight bucks. I'm not really tripping. Yeah. But the fact that he was just acknowledging it was good enough. Um, and then all of a sudden, he would see me and then not acknowledge me. Yeah. And it just was grinding, just, just grinding on me. And I would see him and I would see him and he wouldn't acknowledge me. And I was like, just motherfucker. And I just kept, it just kept, because it was the principle. I mean, I understand it was only $8. Yeah. But it was the principle of the $8. My friends don't agree with that, but they yeah. think eight eight dollars to beat the shit out of somebody is not really enough. But <laughs> fuck that. <laughs> so um, I'm doing a show at this club called the Africa House, and the guy comes to the show and he's hanging out with his friends, got a couple of drinks in it, and now he's talking to me, right? So he's like, "Oh man, Dingo, blah 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 blah, yo, you doing it?" And I'm like, "This motherfucker," and I'm kind of looking at him like he's. You talking to me? Now you talking yeah, to me? Yeah. So this was at the the latter part of my career. So I started, I always say, I started putting on weight. And so people always go, well, what made you stop? I go, you, 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 you stop stripping when you have to decide whether you wear your G-string over your stomach or under your stomach. <laughs> that's, that's, and, uh, that's the line. So I was, uh, I was putting on weight. I was getting old. I was checking out. And he started making these comments. Oh, you got to lose some weight. Da, da, da. It's in front of his, like. And I'm like, this motherfucker owes me eight dollars, and he's. <laughs> yeah. And so you're just more annoyed. This yeah, yeah. Eight bucks. So uh, I, he's laughing, and I'm just steaming, but not even giving it. And I kind of give him a pound, you know. I give him a pound, and I, you know, like the hug pound. So yeah. I give him a pound, wrap my hand around, and I back into the dressing room door. I pull him into the dressing room door, right? Yeah. And I close the door, and I go. You punk motherfucker, where's my eight dollars, right? <laughs> and he he goes, so no, I didn't go eight dollars, I go, you punk motherfucker, where's my money? Bang, and I hit him, right? And he's out now I'm in full regalia. Like I <laughs> G-string, headdress, the whole shit. And I'm barefoot, because I used to dance barefoot. <laughs> so I hit him, he goes down in the corner and I'm stomping him barefoot, right? I'm just <laughs> I'm just stomping the shit out of him. Stomping him, stomping him. And my boy is in the room, he's getting dressed because he's supposed to perform too. And he uh the bouncers come in and go, open the door, open the door. So he locks the door 
Yeah. And he's standing leaning against the door. He's like, I can't get it open. I can't get it. And I'm stomping the dude, right? And I'm, I'm stomping him. It's just, it's, you can hear the slapping yeah. of my bare feet. Just blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And, uh, and I go, you motherfucker. I go, I go, next time you'll give me my $8. And my boy goes, $8? <laughs> and I'm like, fuck you. Like, he, <laughs> so they, they come in, the bouncers come in, they pick the dude up, right? He's all yeah. lumped up and shit. And then they, that was, he was like, oh, man, what happened? What happened? I'm, a, I'm like, yo, dude, um, I go, ah, oh, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> and they, and they take him and they throw him out. Yeah. Then they throw him out of the club. And so that was, so now the funny thing is that like, so I had a group when I was stripping, I had a group of guys. Was, the name of the group was called Wet Seduction. It was like we had 16 guys. <laughs> we had 16 yeah, guys in the band. group. Yeah. And it was the group, it was, and a lot of the dudes was, they were thug. They were they were thugged out dudes. Like a lot of these dudes had just got out of jail or whatever, and because that's why they were so built, you know, they was in right. such great shape. Right. And uh, so I go home. This is 1990, so you got your answering service, right? So all of a sudden, around it's around 10 o'clock, we all start muscling around trying to, you know, just like comics, we 10, 11 o'clock, we start muscling around trying to get coffee or whatever. Yeah. And uh, I get the first call, click, 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 and the call is uh. Yeah, Mandingo, uh, uh, that, remember that 250 I gave, I borrowed from you? I'm gonna come and drop it off today. So they're just fucking with me. Everybody, <laughs> so I get like 16 yeah, calls yeah, of these yeah. guys. Remember that quarter you let me? <laughs> 25 cents. And they're just fucking lining them up. Yeah. like fucking idiots. So, you know what? This is, I did not fucking barefoot stomp them over the money. <laughs> but there was this comic who asked me to do a show, and I was like, yeah, okay, cool, man, I'll do it. It was just a hundred dollar little bullshit show. Yeah. And he gets us, I'm a little light, man. Can I just give you the 50 later? And I'm like, yeah, no problem. Yeah. And then I see him, and he's like, ah, oh, light. Uh. And then the next time I see him, he just starts, kind of stops talking about it. Yeah, yeah. And I, I'm hosting the the strip club up in the Bronx. Yeah, yeah. And it was a good fucking time. And I yeah, would yeah. invite anybody who wanted to come. It was right, always right. open to any comic. You could right, walk right. in for free. Right. We'd take care of you. And, uh, and then he's like, yo, man, can I come hang out? And I'm like, no, man. Fucking yeah. no. I would have done the show for 50 bucks. Right, I don't right. even care about the right, 50 bucks. Right. It's the fucking principle. It's the principle of it. That you're yeah. running around worried about seeing me now because yeah. of fucking 50 bucks. You and know? just talk to me. Talk yeah. to me. Right. You know, uh, just talk to me. Um, and uh, it's it's funny because I, I had a... a, a, a it, it's it's there's a camaraderie like we have a camaraderie like as as comics we have a camaraderie and right. you know John I we see each other we speak with some yeah, but this yeah, is yeah. like the first time we're really real kicking it kicking yep. it kicking and and um but there's a camaraderie so if there's a dip if we have a difficulty there would be a conversation right before some, things got I, so uh another time I had but they would bring like the strippers would bring. They're, you know, everybody would come and bring their Rick the goods who used to come to get the ricochet pussy, right? Yeah. And everybody had their cousin or whatever. And so I remember these two comics were having a little dispute. Not comics, the strippers were having a dispute. And they were, but they knew each other, so it was kind of like, you know, it was grabbing, tussling, but it, you know, sure. it wasn't really like, dude, what the fuck is wrong? You know, like we weren't. But the, the other dude, so, but it was like three on three. And, uh, the uh, I ended up pairing off with one of the dude's cousins. Yeah. So I'm standing there. My other boys pairs off with his with his brother and the the other two. Just, so they're like arguing back and forth and they're tussling. So the guy throws like an overhand right hand at me. So I kind of I put my I see him throwing kind of telegraphs. I block it. I'm like yo chill. It ain't really right. That's so you serious. gave him that. You right. were like hey 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 man. Throws it again. I like yo, stop! Like, it's this is not that serious. So yo, I don't know what the fuck you, whatever. Um, so I, you know, I was doing a lot of self defense, like yeah. uh, Brazilian. So I, 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 like I hit him in the like palm, hit him in the chin, and I spun it and I grabbed him. And I spun him around backwards. Well, like I hit him in, in the face, and I n went to knee him. In the thigh, in the quad, uh -huh. and then I spun him around and I threw him in a chokehold, and I, like a like a real naked, 
and uh-huh. I threw the rear naked on him, and then he kept tussling. He was like fighting and tussling. Are you guys rear naked at this point? Like you're not fucking G string um, up. No, I'm not G string. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, you're and you probably got ten more minutes. Oh, okay. All right. So he's gonna yeah, jump out. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll do another ten minutes. What time is your spot? Uh, I think it's at, at midnight. So okay. Thanks, Dante. All right, brother. See you, brother. Have a good set. Yeah. So the guy, so I spin him and I, and I, and then I, but he's still tussling. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, he's a Billy Badass. All right. So I put the hammer down on, I, I cut off the blood flow and I put him down, uh-huh. but I'm, I'm also like grabbing his atoms. I like, I'm sorry, I got my atoms, my hand around his atoms, and I'm pressing down with the other hand and, um, and the guy's tussling and tussling and tussling. And as he's tussling, I'm like, ah, this motherfucker's tough. I, I take him, I wrestle him down, just backwards, I back him down, and then I go to release him, and he just kind of rolls out of my hands, right? Right, so he's out. He's out, right. And uh, my, so he rolls out, I grab my boy, and i like, yo, let's get the fuck out of here, right? You think, so you think he's dead? I don't know. <laughs> I'm just getting the fuck out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we get the fuck out, and... Uh, in the front, so you know, like you know, like if you have a, if you have a scrap with somebody that you know, you go, hi, you know, your boy okay, you yeah. see your boy's okay, and I'm like, yo, your boy's okay, and they were like, nah, he's not, like, you know, he can't breathe, and he, he's walking around, he can't stand up. So apparently, when I went to knee him in the thigh, I hit him in the side of the knee, and I broke, the I broke the leg. And then when I spun him, his weight was on the leg, and so he broke the leg in two more places. And so when I when I choked him, the reason why he was tussling is because, but I had covered it. I mugged him. I covered his mouth and his throat, and I mugged him out so he couldn't yell. And he's tussling as he's you know as he's and in his pain, fucking excruciating pain. And, and I'm think he's a fucking being a dick, and yeah. I I put him out. So the dude goes. They, they bring, you know, the little skinny wheelchair in, and they bring him in, and they, he ended up having to get a cast, and they, they like, bruised his trachea, and it was yeah. fucked up. And now I'm in, you know, it's 90s, so now I'm like, so I got to go visit this dude. Oh. Because I need to know. And he's if not going to come back at Right. So I need to see what the vibe is, because <laughs> if the vibe is that he's going at, then something's got to that we, I, because I'm not, because I'm so accessible Right. Anybody could call me up and hire me for a show on any Saturday night, and I, you know, and you're gonna go, and I'm gonna go. Why wouldn't I go? Um, so I go, but the thing, you know, the thing about a break, like if you break something on somebody, it, uh, it really is a like truth serum because you gotta really sit, like you have this break, right, and you gotta think about you're sitting there thinking, why did I get this break? Could right. I have avoided this? There's this, and then even after you you get the cast and heal, then you got therapy. Right. So you got a long time to think about it. So I went to I went to see the guy, and the guy was like, "Yeah, I was being a dick," and blah, blah, blah. and so we kind of squashed, and it. it was cool. But um, what's funny? What I think is funny is that did you guys kind of become friends after that? Because I feel like really because we didn't know okay, each other. Okay. But but I mean, because if sometimes I the him, best friendships oh, are yeah. made in those oh, situations. Yeah. yeah. You know? um, yeah, I would definitely if I if he was I just wasn't around him. But yeah. I would have definitely. But you know you 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 know when it's one thing when somebody says I'll kick I'll beat the shit out of you, and another thing when somebody has beat the shit out of you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And you gotta really be a warrior kind of dude when you get when you take that ass whipping, and then you go. And we're not talking about where there's a purse, right? You know, and promoters. We're talking about in the street where you could just. Yeah, you could never do this. See this motherfucker again. You got to be a real motherfucker to go. I'm gonna go back in for and another, another dose lump and, and try it out. And Here's try where it. I went wrong. I yeah, think I can come yeah, back. You, 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 yeah, that don't happen in street fights. Right, know? right. So, unless unless that person's just wired wrong. Yeah, right, right. He's you wired know? wrong, or he's really that. You know, it's right. a dude that likes. Fight. I mean, there's dudes that just like to fight. Right, you know? right. Maybe after the fifth time they get the message. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and sometimes never. So, right. um, but, yeah, he was, a, you know, we ended up squashing it. But, I'm, I mean, what's funny is that I think, like, I'm 52 now. So, I'm 
in a place where you know I, I got a I got a handful of right hands, yeah. and the right hooks. I yeah. got a sure. you know I got a small bag of right hands that I keep just in case. <laughs> but I'm really not trying to scrap like that no more. I mean, right. somebody, well, I mean, really, you did offer him a couple of ways out yeah, of it. Yeah, it's yeah, like, hey man, yeah. hey, you know, you sure. That's two more than most people would have given him. Yeah, yeah. You know? But you gotta there's a level of confidence you have to have to do that. To do that. To, exactly. Yeah, so Exactly. Um but you 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 know, you, you just you grow up and you decide you, you stop trying to you you because you're always trying to prove yourself to yourself. Yeah. Am I really you know, you're challenging yourself. Yeah. And you the physicality of it is what's interesting. And I think what happens is when you the scary thing is not having the fear of danger anymore. Right. Like when you go in so quickly and when you're so readily to go in, you actually start to eliminate the fear element. And that's a scary thing because you, 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 you know, you, you, you can, you, because that's a good instinct. I mean, I don't know if it's a good instinct, but let's just say this. If you, if you don't have that instinct and you don't have that fear, you need to make sure that you're, considering all the variables all the time right so you are walking into a situation just because because normally you would have the fear and then you would you process the fear but when you don't have the fear you don't process the fear you yeah, get but it. i know i know guys who would still be like the best thing to do well-trained guys who's like listen the best thing to do is still run yeah sure absolutely you know? i mean and that's probably like if you're going against four or five guys or whatever you know well i'll tell you really honestly as a kid i was a scary kid right so I was in, like, elementary school, I was a scary kid, and I had a bully, and I was just, but I was one of those kids that, like, you would take advantage of me, and then I would be, I, me and my sister had bunk beds, and I would be the bottom bunk, and I would be staring at those springs underneath the bunk bed <laughs> for weeks on end, I should have did this, I should have did that, I should have did this. And I really just got to the point where I was, I didn't want to be afraid anymore. Right. I just got tired of being afraid, and what, I was, which is really kind of profound at a young age that I understood this, that fear exists between when the opportunity is presented to you and yeah. when you access the opportunity. So the longer you take to access the opportunity, the less likely you are to access the opportunity because the fear starts to build. Right, 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 right. Starts right. to build and build, and then it becomes, then it also, be, it almost becomes, uh, it paralyzes you. Well, the, and, and another thing about fear, and once, you know, and this is true of most things with fear. Sure. The fear is always worse than the sure. result. And then Absolutely. when you're on the other side of whatever it is, a show you're fucking regretting, yeah. talking to a girl, yeah. whatever it is. Anything. You're like, yeah. oh, fuck, that wasn't so bad. Yeah. So yeah. once you go through that a couple times and fight, and you're like, ah, man, I can kind of take an ass kicking there. Yeah, I can do know? this. Yeah. Can, and yeah. then when you win a couple, you're like, wow. Well, uh, like, now you're looking really, forward to it. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. Then, and then when you realize also is that everybody... You know, 99% of people have that same fear. Yeah. And when you, when you're the dude who takes the initiative. Right. So what if, what made me afraid a lot of times was the anticipation of the fight. Right. And so I would always throw the first punch. Like if it was, you know, if it was, yo, what the fuck, you, bang, I would, you know. Yeah, yeah. And then the fight was on. And then usually because I got the first punch off, the guy it. was already wrecked and it right. really wasn't about that life anyway. And then didn't want anything and then I got I, I got this charge out of being the dude who everybody was tiptoeing around anyway yeah because he's like yo this motherfucker's crazy but I wasn't crazy I was just so I was afraid calculate I was afraid I was afraid and then it became something else it was else. the same thing yeah. you, know, you know what there's so many times where I've been like oh fuck and it's the same thing it's like get to him first yeah, yeah. you know like just yeah. get to him fucking first hit him yeah. first and then you get you know, you know and then there's a situation where it's like it's not the worst thing in the world if you get hit, so what's your chin? Yeah. And then you still might get a motherfucker who can who can throw yeah. a good shot or get lucky or whatever yeah. the situation is. And if is. you get dropped, you dropped. Right. It's right, over. Right. You know? Right. You're waking up and you know, you gotta lick your wounds afterwards anyway. So um, you know, I mean it just it, you become you become immune to the fear and that and right. then you then you really have to be aware of your surroundings and be able to read the room because then you'll put yourself in dangerous right, situations. Right, because now it's like, who's got a you gun? you don't give a fuck. That's what I mean. It's like, yeah. the, you know, when if you would have ran, you never would have been yeah. exposed yeah. to the fucking lock the door yeah. and six guys with pipes. Yeah, it's yeah. true. Yeah, so true. Where, you're, where, you're, where you're so ready yeah. to go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, Tyler wanted to say that he saw a video 
of you fucking knocking a guy out okay. that very few people have probably seen because it was a part of the trailer that oh, the yeah, dudes yeah, from the yeah, stand yeah, were yeah, sort yeah, of yeah, showing people yeah, quietly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I know yeah, he yeah. wanted to talk about that, yeah, but, you know, he's in there doing whatever he's yeah, doing. Yeah, um, we, we shot, I was, uh, we did a pilot that I, I, A&E almost picked up. Oh. Too. It was, we did, it was really good. I really thought it was a good part. It was called Bounce. It's on YouTube. It's Bounce part one and part two. And um, it was me running bouncers in New York City, different things like, uh, you know, where we were doing bodyguard work and bodyguarding jewelers like diamond sorters and and rap concerts and stuff like that. And, you know, it was kind of like the cast of characters on a bounce. I mean, yeah, yeah. You, you bounce people on, though. No, no, no. Really, no. you really should have. You're tall enough. I know. <laughs> I just heard somebody go, as I was walking by the cellar, somebody was like, didn't that guy used to bounce here? <laughs> <laughs> so the, uh, but, you know, you, you got the young guy and the old vet and the, yeah. the clown and the ego guy and stuff. And so we did that. Oh, cool. So I could go to see that. I could yeah, go yeah. and see that fight on, on yeah, yeah. I'm do it's that. a little pop. The dude, what happens is the dude is drunk and the dude kind of um he we're filming and he it was not just because he was part of the club but we're filming we're doing b-roll and the guy goes yo what's i was like you don't see me the camera there's a camera what the fuck are you doing he's like yo what the fuck and then he has a bottle in his hand and he kind of readjusts the bottle like, like oh yeah 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 from this to that right 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 and i clock him and Drop him in the fucking. And that's real. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah real. Oh, that's just about as bad as it could get. Yeah. Oh. All right. Well, listen, man. Thank you so much. And I, um, Dante's show, the Beige Phillips show, is uh, super popular. And I, and I, I'm gonna come and do that on Monday. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. That's I'm awesome. Man. You with everything. Thanks. Thanks so much, guys. This is another episode of Fight Stories. I'm John Moses, Tyler Morrison. Subscribe, share, comment, rate, support the show. We love you guys. Thanks. Thanks for listening to another episode of Fight Stories. This is the second to last episode of the season. Next week, season finale with Colt Knorr. That was a live event that we had a couple of weeks ago. We're rolling it out to you guys now. Um, we're taking a couple of weeks off, maybe a month or so, and then we'll be right back at you guys with some more Fight Stories. We're just loading the gun, boys. We're loading her up, traveling around, digging in the swamps. Um, if you're on Patreon, though, we've got another five or six episodes that we're holding in the can that we're going to be rolling out. And uh, also, we've got live footage um, from some episodes, and we'll even give an early release on uh, on the live footage or the or video recorded of uh, of one of the episodes we got coming up in season two with uh, Doug the Thug, the real life goon. So you can catch that. All on Patreon, you know, uh, if you're if you're a premium subscriber, we'll be sending you all kinds of goodies. Shirts, our comedy albums, and free tickets to live events. We are cooking up some good ones. Guys, if you have a fight story, we want to hear it. If you know somebody that has a fight story, we want to hear it. If you know of a legend that lives in a straw hut on the other side of town, we want to knock on the door. We, uh, we're we traveling for these bad boys. This is the stuff that gets us fired up. Email us. Get to us on Twitter. Get to us. Shoot us a DM on Instagram. And we'll, we're going to do an episode where we read out the best ones. And if you want to if you want to record it and throw it up on YouTube or something like that, then we'll uh, we'll air the ones that we think are worthy. Who knows? We might even get you your own episode. That's it, guys. Keep following us. Keep supporting us. Subscribe. Share. Buy a shirt, for Christ's sakes. And you can wear it under one of your fancy suits when you're out in the world and nobody will know. It'll be our little secret. Thanks for listening.